Welcome to the Colonial Church STA podcast. The vision of Colonial Church is to build an exciting, vibrant, Bible-based church right here in the heart of St. Augustine, Florida. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this message. Anyone bring their Bibles this morning? You ready to read the Word? Alrighty, we're going to be reading out of John chapter 11 this morning. And as you're finding your place, uh, it's worth noting that up, up until this point in Scripture, there's a lot going on. Jesus is with his disciples. He's going around the land, and he's witnessing to various people. He's bringing signs and wonders to people. He's revealing himself to people, and, and people are getting healed. People are getting saved, and it's an amazing time. But on the other side of the coin, there are some people that are kind of upset. There are some haters in the place. It's the Jewish people. There's a controversy. They are upset because they feel like to them Jesus is blaspheming. He's saying he's the son of God, and they're upset about that. They view him just as a prophet, but he is showing signs and wonders, and they're not upset. So it isn't the safest of times for them right now, but Jesus is with the disciples, so it's all good. Even, even though in chapter 8 and 10, He's almost stoned twice for bringing about miracles. So we see Jesus, and he's not letting up. And is there anyone thankful that God is committed to meeting us wherever we're at, no matter what the circumstance? It's so good. So I'm excited. We're going to read this together, starting in verse 1. It says, Now a man named Lazarus was sick. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. This Mary whose brother Lazarus now lay sick, was the same one who poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. So the sisters sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. When he heard this, Jesus said, this sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory, so that God's son may be glorified through it. Verse 5, now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was two more days. And then he said to his disciples, let us go back to Judea. Let's pray together. God, we just thank you for the opportunity that it is to be in the room collectively and to hear your word, God. Your word holds power, Jesus. You are a big God, and we thank you for this time And we pray that we could be more aware of your spirit in this place, God. Help us to be in tune with your spirit. We don't want a cool experience right now. We want an encounter with the living God. We just ask that in your name. And I pray that you'd use me as your mouthpiece so that your name would be glorified. And in Jesus' name, all of us said, amen. Amen. So good. Well, hey, if you're taking notes this morning, I want to preach a message entitled, He's not finished. Everybody say, he's not finished. Turn to your neighbor and say, he's not finished. <laughs> so good. Well, I'm expectant for what God is going to do. Well, hey, I want obviously I work here at Colonial Church as a pastor, and it's amazing, part-time, but I recently got a new part-time job, and it was at a jewelry store, and I didn't see it coming. Yeah, it's kind of fancy, right? I just, just like, I have, to, I have to dress up every day. I'm not used to that. Sometimes I'll just show up to the church office in gym clothes and I can relax. 
but I'll, I'll, I'll be in a button-down dress clothes. But it's been a really cool experience for me because I've learned a lot about various metals, gold, sterling silver, semi-precious stones, and last but not least, diamonds. Hey, all the girls said, hey. All the, all the men in the house are kind of sweating. Don't worry, I'm not going to talk about diamonds too much. But hey, it, it's been a really cool experience. But how many of you know that when you start a new job, you automatically become the newbie? become the new guy or the new girl at work. And that isn't always fun, to be honest. I'm going to be honest. And we know that it's just not fun because you don't know anything. And you're not only inconvenienced to yourself, but you're also an inconvenience to every other customer and every other employee that you work with. And it, it almost feels like, if I'm to be honest, it affects your IQ because you just you haven't learned enough yet. And it's like, hi, it's my first day. Interactions usually at work, they go like this. Hi, sir, how can I help you? Or hi, ma'am, how are you today? Can I help you? Um, yes, so I wanted to get three rings resized, um, one down a size, uh, one up three and three quarters, and then one down five sizes. Um, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to pass you along to another employee. I, I, I'm new here, so I can't help you. I'd like to, but I'm so sorry. I'm going to have to pass you along to someone else. Hello, sir. How are you? How can I help you? Hello, jolly good sir. I don't, I don't know why it shows a British accent. I just feel like every story is better with a British accent. Hello, sir. I was wondering if you sold Omega band watches, watch bands. Um, do you even know what I'm asking you? Uh, I'm asking you... Or you're asking me to pass you along to someone else because I'm struggling to share the love of Jesus to you right now because of how you're talking to me. And secondly, I don't know what you're talking about, so I'm going to have to pass you along to someone else. You have a blessed day, sir. You have a blessed day. Does anyone love Chick-fil-A, by the way? I just love Chick-fil-A. Oh, have a blessed day. Every time I'm through the drive-thru and I get my Chick-fil-A mint and my sauce, I'll, I'll take two Chick-fil-A sauces just for a good measure. And I just feel more confident about the plans and purposes that God has on my life when I leave the drive-thru. It's just amazing. I just love it. It's so good. Some of y'all are like, what, what does that have to do with Lazarus? What is Chick-fil-A sauce and jewelry? I promise there's a point to it. There's a point. But it's hard being the newbie, right? It's just hard being the newbie at work. And I often want that process to go quicker than it actually does. It takes forever to me. I just want to be a veteran the first day. But it's not in my timing. It's just hard. But it's over time, it gets better, right? In this passage, we see a difference in time schedules. We see Mary and Martha, they send word to Jesus. They say, the one you love is sick. Our brother Lazarus, he's sick. Jesus hears them. He says, I hear you. Okay, this is what we're going to do. Disciples, we're going to go to them. We're going to wait two days. What? Why would you wait two days? If he's sick, you should probably go see him sooner rather than later, right? But there's a difference in time schedules. You know, <laughs> they didn't want Amazon Prime in that moment. You know what I mean? Two-day shipping was not soon enough. They wanted Jesus to be there that day. They wanted Jesus to arrive in Bethany that day. But the disciples later on in this passage, we see that they're like, are you sure that we should even go? Because it's been dangerous lately. You've almost been stoned twice, Jesus. Should we even go back? 
And he said, no, we're going to go back. We're going to go back, and this is going to end with a beautiful glory at the end of this story. There's something beautiful at the end of this. So he goes back. Is anyone thankful that Jesus doesn't allow anything to get in the way? Even a circumstance or a hardship or a potential danger, nothing gets in the way of that. And I'm thankful that nothing can separate us from his love. I'm on my way, but it's going to be in my timing. My timing is often so different than God's timing, and I'm thankful for that. I don't know about you all, but I'm so thankful for that because his, his thoughts and his ways are so much higher than mine. And I'm glad that he has a bigger dream than even me, than what I could think of or dream of. It's so good. So if you're, if you're taking notes this morning, the first point that I would love for you to write down is what we perceive as a denial is actually a divine delay. I'm going to say that again. What we perceive as a denial is actually a divine delay. There have been times in my life where I felt like God was denying me of something that I really felt like I needed. I remember graduating in 2013 from a college in town, and I got my AA in general studies, and it was amazing, and went through that whole process, and I could not wait until that season was over with, because I'm not a fan of school. And then, after that, I had the option, obviously, to, to go to more school, and I said, nope, not doing that. I'm going to pursue other, other ways of reaching music. I was, I was passionate about, I still am passionate about music, but I wanted to pursue music. So I decided to just give it a go. After I got my AA, I was like, okay, let's give it a shot. So I started auditioning for things, and that door shut. And then I auditioned for a worship team that, to, with a church that I really looked up to, and that didn't work out either. And it felt like denial to me from God. That door shut. There was all these doors shutting, and then I finally said, okay, I'll, I'll go back to school. I've, I found a school in Tennessee, and I was like, all right, I'm going to go back to university, and I applied. I got into the school, and then I tried getting into the program, recording arts program, and they called me a month later after looking at my portfolio, and they said, I'm sorry, you didn't make it in the program. Another door shut. And to me, that felt like denial. But I'm thankful that all those doors shut because after prayerfully considering it, I ended up going to Hillsong College, and our pastors were actually two of the biggest voices in my life that encouraged me to go to Hillsong College. And I had a friend in Atlanta as well that encouraged me, and I prayed about it, and I said, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to go for it. And if I hadn't gone to Hillsong College, I wouldn't have gone through the best season of my life. And I would not be here this morning talking to you. How good is our God? It wasn't denial. It was a divine delay. Might not feel like a delay at first, but he's not finished. Amen? I briefly said this earlier, but it's so good. In Isaiah 55 Verse 8, his thoughts are not our thoughts. And listen to this part, his ways are not our ways. It's so good. Just love that. I can't, think of, I can't think of anything 
that would even match to what he has for my life. I can't think, I can't outgrow my dream than what the God dream is for my life. So, so good. So secondly, if you're taking notes today, this first one, it's not a denial, it's a divine delay. My second point this morning, love for you to write it down, we need to trust the process. Plain and simple, we need to trust the process. If God's involved, we need to just trust the process because he is in it. Hold on to what God has spoken to you and trust him. I love that Jesus tells the disciples in verse 4, from the very beginning, he said, this sickness will not end in death. Before they even started the journey back to Bethany, he declared the greater glory that was to be shown in the end. Some of you this morning have spoken to God clearly, or you've heard from God clearly, that he's with you and he's for you in this season, but you've allowed a hardship or a circumstance to blur your vision and to lose a little bit of hope. And everyone is human. I'm human, and I've been there. And it's definitely sometimes a roadblock, but I want to encourage you that your God is with you. He has a plan and purpose. Hold on to what he said to you at the very start of your season because he's still with you, and he's going to reveal a greater glory at the end of it. Your hardship does not define an absent God, but rather builds perseverance. And in the end, it builds a glorious result. But when God is involved, we need to just trust the process. We see later in this passage that Jesus arrives after Lazarus has been in the tomb for four days. Four days. And he did that on purpose. The amazing thing about this is according to Jewish belief and during this time, resurrection was considered impossible after four days. Not, not possible. And it's amazing to me because he did that on purpose. I'm thankful that our God makes the impossible possible. And secondly, he was witnessing to those Jewish people as well. So not only was he sharing his love and concern for this family, Lazarus' family, he was witnessing to the others that were there as witnesses. This is another reason why Jesus waited two days, so that he made sure that Lazarus was in the grave for four days so he could witness to the Jewish people. Martha comes up to greet Jesus after this part. And he's quickly met by her distress and her sorrow. In verse 22, look what it says. She says, Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would have not died. But I know, listen to this, but I know that even now, say even now, God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. I'm particularly encouraged by this because despite Martha's confusion, despite the pressure that might have come from this circumstance, she was still declaring her trust in God. She still knew who Jesus was, the Son of God, and she trusted Jesus even though she didn't, not everything made sense in her circumstance, but she still chose to trust. When it comes to our prayer life, let's have an even now attitude. Let's take the even on that attitude that Martha took on into our daily lives. When we worship, 
Let's take on an even attitude and worship as if the miracle has already come. We thank God ahead of time through to worship. We thank him. We bring our thanks to him, and we declare that the glory has already come. The miracle has already come. Let's have an even now attitude, no matter what your hardship looks like. Even now, I know that God will do whatever you ask, Jesus. So amazing. There are many parts of this passage that are worth paying attention to, and I would encourage you to read it in its entirety. It's beautiful. But one thing that I thought that was very, very beautiful was when he finished talking to Martha, he went to Mary, and he actually met Mary's emotional needs. It's the shortest verse in the Bible. Jesus wept. He wept with her, even knowing what kind of miracle he was about to set into motion. It didn't matter because he loved Mary. He loved Martha. He loved that family. And he met her where she was at, sat down with her. I don't know about you, but that, that describes a kind God. How kind of our God that he would, even knowing the future, would sit down and, and show empathy towards Mary. You might have grown up learning that God is all about religion, about rules and following, following regulations, and maybe you'll make it out okay, but it's not about religion, it's about relationship. Jesus is all about relationship, and he loves you, friend, and he is for you, and he has a plan and purpose for your life. But we just got to trust the process just have to trust him because he cares for you. We have a kind God, but let's trust him, amen? Lastly, as the band joins me, my third point this morning is our circumstance is a platform for God's glory to be revealed. Let's look at verse 40 real quick. Look what it says. It's so amazing. This is the end of the passage where the miracle is revealed to everyone. It says, then Jesus said, did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. Then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said this, Jesus called in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped with strips of linen and a cloth around his face. Jesus said to them, take off the grave clothes and let him go. How amazing is that part of scripture? Take off the grave clothes and let him go. He's not finished with your story. There's a greater glory to be revealed through your circumstance. God is not absent. He is here. It would have been a miracle if Jesus healed Lazarus' sickness, for sure. But Jesus wasn't concerned about his sickness. He wanted to see a man go from death to life. He didn't want sickness. He wanted a resurrection, an even greater miracle. And it witnessed to everyone there. And he's not finished. I heard a pastor say one time, don't put a period where God has put a comma. 
I just want to invite all of you to stand with me this morning. We're about to worship in just a moment. But I really want us to, to take this home. That denial is not, it's, it's not denial, it's a, it's a divine delay. We just got to trust God. And then also our circumstance is a platform for God's glory to be revealed. Now I talked about diamonds earlier and I was, I've become fascinated with them. But I've learned a lot about how they were actually made and I wanted to share with you a little bit of how they were made. It's really, really interesting. So one to three billion years ago in the earth, the tiny little parts of carbon would be pushed together, there would be pressure applied in the upper mantle of our earth. There would be 2,200 degrees Fahrenheit heat applied to that, and pressure 725,000 pounds of pressure per inch applied to these tiny parts of carbon. And then after that, because our, our earth was so hot all those years ago, there were volcanic eruptions, and that's how these diamonds would raise to the surface. They would rise to the surface through lava to reach the surface. Sometimes it's hard to see the diamonds because of all the dirt. There's pressure applied in a season of a hardship, but God's not finished. He's not finished. There's a diamond to be revealed at the end of all of that pressure, all of that heat applied, no matter what the circumstances, God is going to bring something beautiful at the end of that. He's not finished. He's not finished. I wonder this morning if what would happen if we, if we took that on into our daily lives. If we, if we as a church believe that, he's not finished. He hasn't even gotten started yet. You haven't seen all of the glory that is in the future that God has for you and all the beautiful promises and blessings and miracles that are to come, all of the diamonds that are to come in the future. So let's take it on as a church, amen? You receive that word. Amazing, amazing. Let's shake the dirt off and see the diamond. Let's take the dirt grave clothes off and let's see the God miracle. Let's pray together. Jesus, we just thank you for this opportunity to, to dive into your word and learn from it, God. And I thank you for this community. I thank you for this church. I thank you that our best days are ahead, Lord. That you have a miracle in place that is set before us, God. And we might not always understand it if we're in a circumstance. If we're in a hardship, we might not see it as clearly. But God, I pray that you would meet people where they're at, God, and that you would reveal that to them, Lord. I pray that you bless your people and that we could remember that you are not finished, God. We love you. We pray all of this in your precious name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We would love to connect with you. Join us on Sundays at church or visit us at www.colonialchurch.life.